Yes. Did he set up that uh, live? Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by um, going to our chat line, and I can respond to your questions and comments. Good morning, everybody. Again. What was your question? Did he set up the speech that you gave to the, at the university that just came out on YouTube? No. Did you set that up? No. No. That was brilliant. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Nick did that. You need to do more of that. None of those people really knew you. Yeah. Well, the, the, the students didn't know me. Some of them did because I did an interview on campus there that morning. And... Um, they had gotten a lot of protests about me coming. Oh, they were trying to stop me. The other surrounding folks, I guess, were trying to stop me from speaking there. And uh, But you can't keep a black man down <laughs> in America. I mean, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, anybody here for the first time? Amazing. Any questions or comments or disagreement, I would like for the first time visitor to, to get it off the chair. Right here. I was wondering what you Hold thought up. of baptism. Hold on, put the mic. Hi. I was wondering what you thought of baptism. Um, it's all right. I mean, nothing. it's not going to either keep you in heaven, cause you to go to heaven, or stay away, right? It's just an outward expression of a... Uh, of a cleansedness on the inside, what's happening on the inside. Thank you. It's not, are you thinking about baptizing your baby? I'm thinking about it, but honestly, uh, I grew up Methodist, and uh, they kind of just go which way the wind blows. Why are you beating the baby? <laughs> Sorry? Why are you beating the baby? Oh, uh, no, nah, she, she yeah. likes that. <laughs> <laughs> you told Hoppo to beat me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I was... Raised Methodist, but uh, they kind of go whichever way the wind blows. Oh, and yeah. The, so you, you could tell that uh, there's no real belief in that system. Right. Um, and I've uh, just been having a hard time figuring out whether or not I should baptize her under any church at all, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, until you see what to do, don't do anything. That way you do it because you can see it, not because somebody taught you that. Yes, What's sir. your first name? My name is Luke. Luke, how did you hear about us? Sorry? How did you hear about us? Uh, I found you on YouTube. Um, I actually, I've been doing your silent prayer for a little over a year because <coughs> uh -huh. the baby was on her way. And I was thinking, I'm, uh, I'm a little immature to be raising a child. So I was figuring out ways to kind of calm myself before she came. And uh, I found your silent prayer. And that, uh, so far I would say I've done it every day except for one day. And it's completely changed the way I perceive things. That's right for on. sure. Right on. Are you married? Yes, this is my wife right here. This is Maisha. Hi, Maisha. How are you? I'm sorry. How are oh. you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Good. Thank you. How are you? Amazing. <laughs> so is is a boy or a girl? Girl. So your first baby is a girl? Yeah, she looks just like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How come, how, how come you say that about uh, girls? Real man made boys first. <laughs> so I'm just a child? Beta. <laughs> but that's okay. You'll get a chance. We all make mistakes in that beta mode. You know what I'm saying? But the next one would be uh, a, a, a boy. Sure hope so. Yeah. I love having her. Right on. I don't want her to be the only one, that's for sure. Yeah, and you're white, right? 
Yeah, most, mostly. I would say uh, my brother did a DNA test, and we're like less than 1% Arab, and that's about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you need to make sure you have a truckload of white babies. <laughs> we need white babies. Well, she looks pretty white to me. Yeah, she does. Are you pregnant now with the second one? No. You should be. Uh, what are you waiting for? I'm, I'm all right for now. No, you need to knock them out every night. <laughs> <laughs> Until you can't have any more. But any question uh, from you, Maya? No. no. Just... How is your husband? Is he alpha or beta? He's pretty alpha. Oh, good. <laughs> pretty alpha. And you like the new person you married to? I'm sorry? You like him the way he is now? He's becoming a real man? Yes. Oh, good. Definitely. Right on. Any any disagreement about anything? Uh, we have some here and there, but nothing significant. How about with me? Do you disagree with anything you've heard me say? Just the beta part with the girl. Uh, oh, she disagree with that? Or you disagree? Uh, I'm pretty sure we both do, but I do. Oh, you do? You think that you're alpha male with a girl? I mean... It's kind of a random happenstance, you don't think? Was God's child, first child, a boy or a girl? Well, that's God's first child. I'll rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> and you are a son of God, right? I, I hope so. Yeah, and, and so like the father, the son should be producing. Well, what happened to the girls? They or come. The ladies? They come in between the boys. I, I could kind of see it that way, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's always a fifty-fifty, in my opinion. Yeah, for beta men, millennia, <laughs> millennials are beta men, so they they make girls, they make boys who think that they're girls, they make girls who think that they're boys. They might come up with cisgender, no gender. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, yeah you know, but um, but it's we're, changing. We're definitely going to put her in private school or homeschool. Right on, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're here. Well, thank you for having me, sir. All right. Um, right here. How you doing, Jesse? All is well, sir. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm yeah. amazing. Oh, amazing. <laughs> What's your first name? Zane. Zane. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. I found you on uh, Get a Job. Oh, Get a Job is amazing, <laughs> huh? I have never seen him. Have you ever seen him? No, no, but... No um, one has seen him. He puts you in very good light. He really does. He does, he does. He, makes he, made, me, he made black look nice. All, more so than you already are. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm 21, years, 21 years old. I'm godless. I've, I've been lied to my whole life. But um, I, I immediately recognized the truth when I first heard you speak. Right on. And uh, I knew that this is where I needed to be. Right so. on, man. And that's because God is drawing you back unto him. And as you heard me say, no human being can cause you to see the truth. You just point the way, and God allows you to see it. He draws you in, those who he wants to draw in. So that's good, man. Thank you. Are you, um, are you living on your own at all? Yes. Oh, good. Right on. Any any disagreement about anything you've heard? Nothing at all. Okay. So life is becoming good, huh? It's becoming wonderful. Yes. You have a season. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. It gets better and better and better. I'm seeing that. It really does. Yeah. That's good, man. Hi. Hi. Hi, yeah. Um, any other qu I saw another hand somewhere. Right here. 
Hey, Jesse. Hey, buddy. How this is your first time, right? Mm-hmm. What's your name? Joey. Joey? Right. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> Joey. Joey, how old are you? I'm 15. Um, I'm glad you're here, man. I've Me been counseling with Joey. They are from uh, Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. And Scott is his father, and Scott wrote the country western song. Am I right about that? You hear it on the show. What's the name of it? Um, that's funny. I don't think I ever gave it a name. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Joey, what is Joey? Does it have a name? Country Tuesdays, I think I call it. It's just Country Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Then I'm glad you guys are here. It's amazing to see you in person. Then he sent a song on lesbians. So what? <laughs> then he sent a song on lesbians. You did a song on lesbians? He did a song oh, yeah. on yeah. He's singing about the lesbians? Yeah, fat no, lesbians. The beginning of that song, actually, betas and then lesbians. Oh, <laughs> oh amazing. Yeah. Yes, Scott, I mean, Joy. Uh, I, I just say I agree with everything you say, like in radio show. So. How are things going for you now? Very good, yeah. You um, like your new school and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Right it's on. a private school, and it's really nice. Right on. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah. It's uh, really an honor to meet you in person. You too. All right. Okay. And Scott, yeah. I just want to give a testimony uh, to your counseling service. It's amazing. You know, They were in a mess when I first heard about them. Oh, it's such a mess. Their life was messed up. It was like a mess. And now it's working, right? Amazing. Uh, we were originally from Chicago, and we moved to the Middle East for my, my work. We lived in Mount Jordan for four years. And, uh, and Joey has been through, I and mean, we spent thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars on psychiatrists and counselors and people who want to keep regurgitating all the pain you went through as a child and keep you in the past. And, and I just by chance came upon your, your show on, on YouTube. I think I was just, you know, looking up random conservative, you know, speakers and right. you, you shot up and, and you started saying some things that I was just shocked, you know, and, it's really interesting how the, living in this world, you, you, the truth will shock you to think that you're crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was like, this guy's nuts. And then <laughs> as I kept listening, I was just floored by the truth that was coming from it and how we need to live in the present and not think about the future or the past because yeah. that's how God wants us to live. Yeah. And that was just – it just sprung that light, and I finally said, okay, I called – Joey was in a boarding school down in southern Missouri, and I, uh, I called his school. I said, hey, I, I want to change his counselor. And so we had him set up the whole Skype thing down there. And yeah, it was amazing. The rest is history. And Joey started to change right after the first session. Right after. It was I'm amazing. like, you know what? You can go home now, buddy. Because he, he already knew the truth. He just didn't have anyone to kind of show him how to live it. The father was out of control at the time. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much. We had to come down in person to meet you and see your church. And well, I'm glad you're here. I um, I'm, I have been doing a lot of counseling over the years, and it's amazing to me the amount of money that people spend on experts. I have my own experts, by the way. Joel is one. Marcus, I mean, uh, James is an expert. Anybody can be an expert. <laughs> you don't have to go to school, right? But you spend all this money on counselors and psychiatrists and psychologists and just because they and preachers just because they have degrees and they are as dumb as a donut. If you want to meet some dumb people, talk to the one with degrees. They are. It's like how can you be that dumb? Go and get your money back, right? 
uh, but yet they set themselves up as experts and as smart people. And they're not smart at all. They'll tell you, oh, put your child on drugs. Your child, my son is too active. I can't handle him. All right, put him on drugs. Rather than dealing with the real thing to help him overcome. I would say that either they're dumb or what it is is they're so smart that they keep telling you things that will bring you back so that they can keep making their money, right? They use you, that's for sure. And the people are crazy enough to pay all that money. It made me want to raise my prices. How do you pay that much money and you're only getting worse, you're not even getting better? It just it's mind blowing. I don't understand the people why they don't think for well I know why, but they don't think for themselves. And I was thinking about the experts with the degrees. They have all this knowledge about things, but they have no insight at all. So the knowledge is just vain knowledge without the real understanding that comes from God. It's just empty knowledge. It's just vain stuff. And they set themselves up as smart. They ain't smart. And I'm black and slow. And I could beat them out at any time. They are dumb. And you are smarter than they are. Don't believe them because they have a degree. Don't believe it. They have like master degrees, double master degrees, doctor degrees, lawyer degrees. STD degrees, HDDD D degrees, all kinds of degrees. What are you paying all that money for? No faith in God. That's what it is. But you're right, man. And, and Joey just started to change right away. And he and I had a good conversation. And he was like, man, I like this, Jesse. And he has not been the same since. Absolutely. All you need to do is some truth about things. Help him understand what's going on. I'm glad you guys made it down. Any other questions for me or anything? One other thing is that you mention often that things are changing in, in the right direction, but at, unfortunately I see that the truth and when you have conversations, if you disagree with people now, they don't, they don't respect you for that anymore. They hate you for it. They hate you for the difference in an opinion. Right. They love you if you agree with them and everything is fine and dandy when you're talking to them. How do you feel about the fact that they hate you when you tell the truth? I don't care anymore. Oh, you used yeah. to care? Oh, yeah. Why? Absolutely. Well, as a young professional growing up, you don't want to cause too many waves at your workplace, and you want to try to get ahead and get promoted and whatnot, and it's really hard to do that if you're constantly saying things that people are, make, are getting mad from. Oh. So that, that, was, that was most of the reason why, just trying to advance professionally and, and getting along. You want people to like you and you know in that beta state. And so... Yeah. Now, I mean, my family, my poor mom, and I, <laughs> when I went and forgave her, uh, it was a shock to her because her and I were always so close when I was growing up. I was, Amazing. I'm a recovering mommy's boy for you sure. You were close to your mama? Too close, yeah. Beta. Oh, yeah. Beta, baby. <laughs> now she thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> she knew you're not crazy. It's just that she wants to control you. The hardest thing in the world for women to do and I want to say not all, not all, but most, but I think I need to say all. <laughs> but I want to say not all, not all, but most, but I think I need to say all, because I haven't met one yet that's not like this. The hardest thing for them to do is let go of control of their children, of their husbands, of the cat, of the dog, the paint on the house, the grass. It kills them to let go because they feel empty when they're not controlling.
They use people, places, and things to feel good about themselves. It's a false sense of security, but they use that for that purpose. Oh, she's waking up right now for sure. She's seeing a change in Joey and in me. And I know she's happy that the anger has gone away because yes. we used to be very angry. And uh, and she came and visited us in, in Colorado a few weeks back, and she said, you know, I really have a lot of things i got to look at within myself and, right on. and things I need to deal with. And for, and, well, and that's what men are supposed to do. Men are supposed to be the example so that the women can see the right way to go because if men, when the light goes out in the, in the father and the husband the sons, then women can't see the right way to go. It's the same way when the light goes out with God. If men are not following the light of God, they cannot see the right way to go. And so when men are in the darkness, the women are going to end up that way too. All in the name of Jesus. Well, that's good though, man. I'm glad to hear that. All right. Anybody else? Oh, right here. Hey, Jesse. You know Joe L.? Oh, yeah. I've watched your show for Everybody knows you are. You black. You black. <laughs> Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> I killed me. That's so funny. When Joel called Arkansas, Arkansas, I felt embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, well, um, there's a few things. I, like, I'm 20, and my name's Robert. But I, I just look around at the the men and women that are you know my age and just growing up. They seem so like messed up, yeah. so messed, especially like yeah. any any girl you go on a date with. They're they've always messed up in a lot of areas, and I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of hope for us. So I guess the question is, if all the people my age are messed up, how am I supposed to find someone? Um, to build a family with and show the kids the right way if, That's I, can't, a good if I can't find any people to do it with yeah. if I'm like alone in that. And uh, number one, when you do date, don't spend your money on them. <laughs> All right? Men today spend money on women they are not married to. And it's my blowing to see that. Number two, don't look for a woman. You're supposed to seek the kingdom of God in his right way and he will add it unto you. When it's time for you to be married, to get married, he will add, you'll find the right woman in your life, and you guys will date, and you have fun, you get to know each other, and if it's meant to get married, you will get married, and it will just work out. But if you look for one yourself, you're putting that before God, and you're going to end up with Satan's daughter, <laughs> and you're going to catch hell. But he will add it unto you, because he loves you, and he wants that order, right? And the family represents the order of God. And so he wants that. He will add one to you. Do not look for one. Don't go online. Don't uh, go to the bar looking for it. It will happen. Don't go to church looking for it. Just live, and it will happen. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it will be the right woman for you, and you will be the right man for her. And you still have some disagreement, but it wouldn't be the type that would cause you to break up and that kind of madness. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to deal with issues and overcome them. Mm-hmm. But do not look. Okay. All right? Do not look. Okay. I'll remember. Okay. And the first time they ask you for some money, dump them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did when I was in high school. This girl I was dating, she asked me for a quarter to put into the bubblegum machine to buy some bubblegum. 
And I'm like, she just want me for my money. I gave her the quarter and then I dumped her. <laughs> and when she see me, and when I go to Alabama, she still, she's married now. She laugh about that even today. She could not believe I dumped her because she asked for a quarter. You don't supposed to be asking a single man for money. You know, that's not my wife. Plus, I was cheap anyway, so. But don't spend money on them. Okay. You could buy a nice little dinner at Jack in the Box or something, you know. <laughs> but don't pay for hotel rooms and cars and clothes and all that crap. Okay. Just keep it simple. Yeah. All right? Yeah. But do not look for Only seek the kingdom of God. Okay. It'll be added. Any other questions? One more at this time. Yeah. Um, I... I want to say, seek the kingdom of heaven, and I I love Christianity. I think it's one of one of the most beautiful. It's religions. the number one religion. My my problem is, uh, since I was little, I kind of I came to the conclusion that you know there was no God, and I still today am at that conclusion, and it's very hard for me to to break away from that because I value. Uh, you know, evidence and things that you can touch and see and feel and know for for sure. Right. What I found is that Christianity is about, or religion really is about faith and things like that. So I, I don't really know where to go from there. Like, I've been to church, but when I hear them talking, it just seems so hokey and corny. And I, I can't, it's hard for me to get on board. Well, obviously, you, you're the exception, Jesse, but it's hard for me to get on board because it's it's not it's not convincing. Um, even though I want to be convinced. So right. I don't know where to go from there. I'm kind of stuck. Another good question. I was flipping through the channel this morning. And I saw a, a woman preacher preaching, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. And this woman came down front. Oh, I, I can't hardly walk. Uh, I, I came down here so you could heal me. And the preacher woman said, Are you in the right place? God told me to wear a blue dress this morning. And the blue dress is to help heal you or something dumb, right? And I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Uh, let me ask. So you don't believe that there is a God at this point? Yeah. Right. And so why do you listen to me? What made you, what made you think I'm right oh, in what I'm saying? Wow. That's, uh, it's, well, it's first started. You can turn the mic for me? Sorry. It first started with, with the political things because I'm, I'm a right-wing person and so it started out, you, you know, hearing about you talk about responsibility and all, you know, all the, all the different topics. Right. And I was convinced in that. And when you talk about Christianity, all the things you talk about, I don't disagree with any of it. I don't disagree with the, you know, the, the order of God and, and the forgiveness and don't have anger and all the different things you talk about. Yeah. It, it's just where I come short is the the literal belief in God. Because all the things you say about Christianity, they can be implemented in your life, even if you don't believe in God. But it's it's the leap for me to say. Are you close to your father? Yes. You love your father? I love my father. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Not yet, no. Why not? Um, well, uh, that's a good question. I'm, I think I'm waiting for, waiting for the right time. What is the right time? Um... I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, the, uh, the situation is that she's going through a lot of stuff, and I do want to forgive her, but I want to let things settle down a little bit before I do that. But what does what she's going through have to do with you? You're right. It doesn't really have uh, much to do with me. 
it was just that, um, you know, I, you're going to make fun of me, but I, I, want, I want her to be secure and, and happy and satisfied. And I don't want to put more on her plate than she already has. So if you went and forgave your mother, how would that put more on her plate? You're right. It's, it, I, I, I could just forgive her. And Are you afraid to go do it? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I'm afraid. But why do you have all these excuses then? That's a sign of fear. You're right. Anyone who has excuses have fear. You're right. I think the root of it is uh, my procrastination. Instead of doing it now, I can, I'll, just, I'll, I'll do it later. I wouldn't put off today what I, for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The moment you see you resent her, you need to go and forgive, and, and God will forgive you. The beauty about you is that you know that you don't believe in God. You're not in denial about it, right? Mm-hmm. And by going and forgiving, you would know God. Okay. You, you would know for yourself, and it will be amazing. Because I don't want to convince you that there is a God. Because if I convince you, you won't know for yourself, and you still will not believe. Yeah. But when you can see it for yourself, then you have it. You're right. But I, rec- I, I recommend you go and forgive your mother, and you will see that there is a God. Okay, I'll do that. Should I listen to the silent prayer? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay, I'll so that you can things. stay out of your imagination. Mm-hmm. Bring every thought into captivity. Doubt every thought. Mm-hmm. All right? But go and forgive. Do you live with them? Yeah. Beta! Yeah, I know. How old are you? Yeah. I'm 20. Beta! Yeah, I know. Beta! Beta. It's the next step. It's the next step. I'm, I'm saving up right now to get out. I, and I have a job, but I'm saving up and I want to be gone soon. Okay, so you have a job. Mm-hmm. And how much are you saving up so you can move? Uh, I want like 10000 or 15000 Oh, how come? I want to have enough to have months of rent in case a uh, you know, job slows down. But see, that's living by doubt and mm-hmm. not by faith, right? You should move, get your own a little apartment you can afford to pay now with the job you have. Mm-hmm. And while dealing with the issues of life, you're growing. You're becoming an alpha male, a son mm-hmm. of God. And you will see how to save, and one thing will lead to another one. But as long as you're living under mama's roof, you're not growing at all. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, you need to get your own place because life is more than just saving money. Mm-hmm. And you will see that God is with you, and you will see how to save. You will see how to pay your rent and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. All right? All right. I recommend do what you want, of course, mm-hmm. but I recommend you move now mm-hmm. and then learn how to save. Mm-hmm. Who told you you need to stay home and save? That's a good question. Um, my mother told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why, why haven't your father put you out? Um, well, they're divorced. They divorced when I was like 12. Oh, okay. So he'll, he lives with, he, he has a new wife and a child. Beta. <laughs> well, it was... It was it was my mother's fault. She was really, she was in a fallen state, and she was an alcoholic, and she cheated on him, and she wanted to leave. He didn't want to leave. He wanted to keep it going. But yeah. she was very insistent. She, she made him. Amazing. So, and he waited a, a while to get remarried. Um, but he, as far as he's concerned, uh, I, he was also uh, on the side of saving but I think that I don't need that large amount of money. I think I, with the money I have now, I how much have you get, saved so far? I have like five thousand six hundred. You got enough money to move, man. Move. Okay. 
Yeah. And then save 10%. Put it in a in a an account that get a little interest, mm-hmm. and opportunity will come mm-hmm. because God love you, and He will. They are right there. You just don't see them right now, mm-hmm. but they will come, and you'll be able to buy a home or buy an apartment building or invest in something. Yeah, that's but what you're I want. not going to be able to do it living with Mama. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I agree with you. You got to get out before you leave. Say, Mama, I'm sorry for hating you. You're so crazy. Mm-hmm. I know you can't, help it. <laughs> you can't help it, but I'm sorry for resenting you for mm-hmm. it. And you need to move. Yeah, you're right. That's the only way you're going to grow up. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, you'll be stuck with mama. And then you'll finally move out eventually, and she'll move with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But you need to go grow up. You're right. All right. I, I did move. When I was 17, I moved to Arizona, and I lived there for like a year and a half or so. When I came back, I tried to find an apartment, but then I had no money, and... All the apartments are so expensive here. But yeah. You're right. I need to, that's the very next step for yeah, me. Yeah, just, just look for a little cheap place in a nice neighborhood somewhere, not too much money. Yeah. They have, uh, in some places you live on college campuses in those yeah. dorms that they have. You mm-hmm. can work one of those rooms. I'm looking at, in Westwood, there's like ones for like $900 yeah, or $1,000. Yeah, how about UCLA? They got Trump loads of them. Yeah, you're right. And you'll be safe out there pretty much. Yeah. Unless Allah who Abba come back. But go move, all right? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. And and don't worry about tomorrow. It will take care of itself. You're right, yeah. It really will. Do the silent prayer. Okay, I will. All right. Good, man. Anything Thank else? Um, no, not really. Okay. Maybe something like If it does, let me know if something okay. pops up. I will. All that's right. Good advice, Jesse. Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. Um, Derek and Amy are here. How are you guys? Good. These are Dylan parents. Hi. And your sisters, Dylan, your sisters are here too, right? Yes, this is uh, Dylan's sister, Serena. This is our niece, Abby. Oh, hi, Serena. Hi, hi Abby. Uh, Abby, do you disagree with anything I've said so far? No. Can Abby have a mic for me? No. Do you agree with what I've said? Yeah. You do? How old are you? 17. How much? 17. I'm sorry? 17 years old. Yeah, yell at me the way you yell at your boyfriend. Uh. <laughs> you better be trying to come over here now. So, Abby, have you gone and forgiven your mother? Yeah. You went to her? Sure. What happened? She hugged me. She hugged you? Yeah. Don't ever let her hug you while you're forgiving her. Oh. All right. And so you're doing well with her now? Are you guys getting along now? Yep. Are you starting to speak up more? No. You're not speaking up? Yeah. You are speaking up? Have you gone and forgiven your father? She tried to pass the mic away. (laughs) I'll come back to you, Abby. Don't swear that. Um, I want to get a response to my uh, biblical question for this week, right? So I'm at the gym yesterday, and and, uh, Derek, I want you to respond first. I'm, I'm glad to see you, man. I see you. Yeah. Um, so yesterday I was at the gym working out. And this old, my body looked good. <laughs> I had an amazing body. It used to be so fat, but it's changing because I'm working hard. But you I look was, good, Jesse. So what? You look good. Thank you. Uh, so I was sitting in the steam room afterward, and it was about three or four guys in there. And one of the guys was like a millennial guy, big muscles and things. So I said to him, um, I do a radio show, and every week I have a biblical question. 
And this week, my biblical question is, are you the psalm of all your highs and all your lows? And, and I asked him, well, what are you? Are you the psalm of all your highs and all your lows, right? And he thought about it, and uh, he gave me some kind of answer I did not understand because it made no sense. And I said, well, that doesn't make any sense, what you just said. And he tried to explain it some more, and it didn't make any sense. And so I asked him, uh, so he asked me and I, and I answered, and I'll tell you a minute my answer. And then he, I asked him, um, do you create your own thoughts? And he's like, yeah, I create my own thoughts. I'm like, really? And I asked, how do you create them? How do you create your own thoughts? And he went, uh, uh, I think when something happened, I feel bad about it. When something good happened, I feel good about it. I said, but you're not creating that, right? You're not telling me how you create your own thought. You said you're the creator of them. And he got so frustrated. And then by that time, the uh, steam room was filled with other guys that walked in and they heard our conversation. And they all started to get involved, right? And they had all these weird answers. And... um and so this one guy that I was talking to said, well, how do, you, how do you do it? I said, you don't. You don't create your own thought. You're not in charge of your thoughts. He's like, well, what do I do then? I said, uh, you need to know that for yourself instead of me answering for you, but you're not your thought. That guy got so frustrated. He jumped up. He almost cursed at me. He, he jumped up out of the, the thing we sit on, and he was like, ew. And then he ran out of the sauna. I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> Come back. <laughs> but he ran. It's like Satan's son was running, right? And so these other guys started getting involved. And by that time, I had been in there so long, I had to leave. And I just said to them, you know what? You're not in control of your thoughts. And I said that any man that thinks that he's in control of his thought is a woman. And they all just look. And this one guy, and I said, look, I got to go. I'm hot in here. I said, uh, smoke on it. And this one guy said, I wonder what kind of pot you were smoking. I'm like, whatever. But they just don't know because they're not examining themselves to know. So, Derek, I want to know, are you the sum of all your highs and all your lows? Well, yeah. I mean, I think we all are to some extent, right? where we have to take the good and the bad, not get too high in the good, not to get too low in the bad. And what does it mean to be the sum of all your highs and all your lows? I think it forms who you are as a person. Who you are? And what do you become when you become the sum of all your highs and all your lows? Well, hopefully you become something good because the thoughts that you have are from God and you need to take those in and avoid the thoughts from Satan, who gives us thoughts every day, tempts us every day. And so the, some of the thoughts are coming from God and some are coming from Satan. And you take those and put them together? Yeah, well, you know, I heard a pastor one time say, every night when you lay down in bed, you hear the same thing. Well done, good and faithful servant. You either hear it from God or from Satan. The choice is up to you. You hear God or Satan say that? You either hear it from God or from Satan. A pastor said that? Yeah, but at the end of the day, don't you hear ever that. go back to the church. Yeah, 
I ain't heard that yet. That's not true. Okay. If he's hearing that, he hears it from his dad and Satan. <laughs> really. So, Derek, so you're saying that you are the sum of all your highs and your lows, and, and because you get the good thoughts from God and the, and the bad one from Satan, and they all come together as one, and that makes you the sum of that, right? Well, no. I mean, you have to decide which, which one you want to listen to more. And which one do you decide to listen to more? Well, hopefully God. And how do you but I guess know, I'll find that out when I'm dead. How do you know that uh, which one is God? Well, God's not going to tell you to do anything bad. or God's not going to tell you to do anything, anything evil or sinful. So if you're hearing thoughts that don't jive with the word, then you need to realize that they're not coming from God. Oh, okay. Amy. Are you? Thank you, Derek. Derek, you don't age. You look the same age since I met you. You like locked in. Are you black? Are you black? Black don't crack. You look well, man. I can't get past it. You look very well. You haven't aged at all. You have a man crush on me, Jesse? Yes, sir. Amy. Amy don't age either. Oh, I was going to say, you better pay me the same compliment. Oh. <laughs> you look the same. You well, guys must not be white. It hasn't been that long. <laughs> uh, yeah. Amy, are you the sum of all your, all your highs and all your lows? Hopefully you're, um, I mean, something like that. Yeah, I guess. But I think there's more to it than that, right? So, um, I mean, you're the... That's factored into who you are, but then there's other things that you were given just by the creator um, in terms of your DNA and your, your gifts and your talents and situations that have presented themselves in your life. What is it like to be the sum of all your highs and all your lows? What is that like living that way? I don't know how to answer that. I mean, have you ever thought about this before? No, like, no <laughs> not <yeah>. really. <laughs> you haven't? No, I don't think so. And now that you're thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, I think you have, you, you have to just learn from all of those experiences. It's, I mean, and life isn't just highs and lows. Most of life is actually pretty mundane and boring and routine. So, I mean, there's a lo- all of that, obviously, as well. <laughs> What have you learned from all your highs? Um, I think joy and that there is joy in life and um, satisfaction and success. And how about all your lows? Uh, you learn strength. In and your, how have lows. you learned strength from the lows? You just you learn that you can get you can get through things that you know in in and that they pass that you know they may be really hard and difficult in the moment, but that you get through them and you know there's a better day once you get through them and and you I think um, most of us we can then look back and see if we have faith. Um, so like the young man that was talking about not having faith. Um, I think when you've gotten through particularly challenges in life, a lot of times you don't see God in those challenges, but then you look back on it and you go, oh, wow, now I can see God was at work or he was there with me during that low point in my life. 
and I've gotten through it, and now I can, you know, completely see God's hand in that. So, um, you know, it's like a little piece of puzzle that just keeps fitting together, and eventually, at the end of our lives, we're going to look back, and, and, you know, as I get older, I look back, and I can definitely see the hand of God moving in my life in a way that I, I couldn't see at the time. And a lot of that comes from the, str- the struggles and the challenges. Oh, okay. And so you say you are the sum of all your highs and your lows. That's a yes, right? Yeah, but then there's also this middle part, which is just everyday life, right? That's... Is everyday life different than the highs and the lows? Yeah, oh, okay. I think so. In what way? It's just the grind, you know, the grind of life, you know, boring stuff mundane i mean you know like i mean life isn't always exciting it's sometimes it's you know kind of a chore and you know there's stuff that life is not amazing every day not for most people Uh, (laughs) amazing what's your daughter name serena serena are you the sum of all your highs and all your lows what do you mean by that good question so you don't know what it means i don't all right i'll come back to you Amazing. I just want to hear from other people a little bit. Uh, any questions for me, Serena? I don't. Okay. I'm glad How you... How do I look? You... <laughs> I can see you because that black guy big head is in your way. <laughs> but your family is a very... You guys are not white. You guys are uh, Mexicans. No, we're white. You are white? <laughs> Jewish? Oh, Jewish don't crack. You look amazing, uh, Serena. Thank you. You really do. Um, let's see here. Right here. Yeah, I just wanted to share my thoughts. Okay, right there. Okay, thanks. Thanks, John. <laughs> Hi, I'm Priscilla from Chicago. Um, welcome. What's your name? Priscilla. Is this your first time? Yeah. Oh, welcome. We flew out here this weekend to see you. You and who? Eris. Your husband? No, he's my boyfriend. Your boyfriend? Mm-hmm. And y'all flew out here together? a birthday present. A birthday present. Different hotel room, I'm thinking. What was that? Different hotel rooms? Uh, yes. <laughs> no. Unrelated. Birthday, huh? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're glad we're here, too. Right um, So I see things slightly different. I don't believe I'm the sum, or none of us are the sum of our um, highs and lows, because I don't see myself as an earthly being. I see myself as, like, God's child. And I don't know how I feel this or why I know this. I just, I don't know really. But I just know that I am God's child. And, and so you're not the sum of all your highs and all your lows? No. Had you thought about this question before I ask? No. Oh, okay. I just don't like to see, think myself as I am what's happened to me on earth. Because earth isn't the end all be all. Really I'm more than just a, I'm more than just a person on this earth. I'm a, I have a soul. I'm God's child. I'm more than that. That's deep. That is really deep. Thanks. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> no wonder you brought him for his birthday. You're trying to get him saved, huh? <laughs> well, we've helped each other out a lot, actually. Is he beta or alpha? Ooh. <laughs> I think, you, I I think he's, ticket is he's an trip. alpha in the making. He's an alpha in the making? He's an alpha in the making. And, like all of us are. Oh, okay. We're all in a fallen state. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Any other questions or anything for me? Um, Any disagreements? Oh, well, I do have another thought. Yes. Okay. So, um, 
when I think of like men and women, I don't necessarily think that women are evil, but they're in a fallen state, so they have the evil qualities. So I do think man could be good and woman is evil, but it's not necessarily man versus woman. It's more good versus evil. It is, so absolutely. So a man could be in a fallen state and be a woman, but it's not that he's a woman. He's evil because he's in a fallen state. And a woman could be in a fallen state and be like a man, but that's because she's evil. You know? Is that confusing? <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> I'm like, what the... Uh... I, I see it more like good versus evil, not like man versus woman. So you, woman. you said that you don't believe women are evil even though they have the evil thing inside of them? No, yeah. They're evil because they're in a fallen state, and that's why they take on those manly qualities, which are be trying to act like a man and you know be the head of the household when they shouldn't be. They should let the man lead. Oh, I see. Like, so that's because you're right evil. in that women do have, unless they grew up, grew up close to their fathers and their father's love was right, they won't grow up with that spirit. But you're right in that in women there are an evil, there is an evil spirit. Satan is their daddy. And it's not them, but it's the spirit that's working through them, right? And the responsibility yeah. of the father, the man, is to love, with, love his earthly father so he can love God. Because you can't love God if you hate your earthly father, right? How, yeah. how can you love the, the father and you hate the son, the father that you see? And so if that man loved God with all the heart, so it might, he will help the woman overcome that. He will be the shining light so that she can see how to overcome it. And then about 50 years after they have all the babies and things, she'll finally overcome. She'll have a little glimpse of overcoming, and then he'll die. <laughs> but the kids would be fine. Cause be a... But in the man, it's that same evil spirit mm-hmm. that's yeah. in the woman, but yeah. it comes from the mother. Mm-hmm. And women, you know how women make, make the children turn toward them and away from the father? And the moment that the mother's forced the kids to turn toward her, she is forcing them. They resent her for it. They become angry. And in that very moment, they lose their innocence and they take on her identity. And that's why our kids grow up, men and women, they grow up angry, emotional, fearful, doubtful, insecure, because they have the mother identity instead of the father's identity, which should have been of God. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like we all have our roles to play. And oh, the woman's role is to be a woman. Yes. And the man's role is to be a man. Yes. And when we fall from those roles, yep. that's when we fall into the darkness, the devil, and that's when we lose our and way. most of the time it happens when you're kids. Yeah, and that's why you have like the, you know, like people that are confused about their you know, sexuality because they're starting to mix up their roles. Right. And um, because of the, the identity they have is not of God at all. Mm-hmm. And so it's of evil. It's of Satan, right? Yeah. And so it just con- they feel the homosexuals really feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. They feel that way, but they don't know it's a spirit that made a home in them. If a woman should not get married, she can go straight to God and he will work with her without having a man there. Because when the man is there, he stands between the woman and God. So that's why she has to go through her husband to get to the father. But if she's not married, she can go straight to God herself. Forgive her mother, forgive her father, and she'll be just fine. Yeah, if she's so I not did. Forgive my parents. You did? How was it? Well, um, I <clears throat> forgave my dad, actually, before I forgave my mom. And that's 
if you think about it, it would be funny. It's funny because my, my parents were divorced since I was born. Yeah. Um, but I forgave my dad more easily because I did have a resentment towards my mom because I always felt like I, knew, I grew up with her, so I knew how hard it was to live with her. Yes. And I could see my dad, like, you know, just going away because he couldn't deal with my mom. Yeah. So. But mothers make you think their father leave because you, your yeah. father didn't love you or your father yeah, that's what was she alcoholic. Would say. He's she alcoholic. never tells yeah. the kids, well, your father yeah. loved you, he just couldn't have me. Exactly. They don't tell him that. And I could recognize that my dad is in a fallen state and yeah. he's weak and he couldn't help himself because of his parents. That's right. And my mom, the same thing. Um, her parents came from a broken home. She has all this anger and like resentment in her. And when her mom, when my grandma passed away, we were in the car and she was like so sad about it. And she was like, it's, I, I can't believe, you know, it's, I have, I did all these bad things to her. Like, and I should have like taken better care of her. And then that's when I forgave her and said, you need to forgive your mom because she always, she had resentment towards her, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And she had all this regret when she passed away. So I said, you need to forgive her for what happened when you guys were You're younger. Feeling guilty. And then I forgave her too. I told her, I forgive you for, you know, like. What, what did she say? She started like, she was like dumbfounded. Like, where are you learning all this from? Like, she thought <laughs> I was like the type of daughter that like wouldn't go to church because that's true. I don't go to church. Um, I, I just don't, I just don't, I've never connected with like a pastor or like a specific religion. I just, I do pray every night though. But that's my relationship with God directly. Right. I don't feel like yeah. you need to have a relationship with a, another human that's being right. to be connected to God. Absolutely. Like it's something personal. You know, Absolutely. It's a light within you. So I feel like he could work within me without me having to go to church. Or, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. How's your mother now? Are you guys dealing with each other? Yeah. I'm. Tr- yeah. Like um, she's she's better. She's in a better place now. Um, and I actually sent, told her that I was here, and I sent her your video. So I'm going to talk to her more about you. She oh, wants okay. to learn more about you. Right on. But, yeah, our relationship is getting and, better and we're better. And when you're with her, you're not a child anymore. You're an adult. You're not your mama's baby. Yeah. You're not your mama's daughter. You're not your mama anything. I a person now. You are a yeah. person. Yeah. It's like any other, any other adult that comes into your life, you deal with them like an adult, not like a child. Exactly. I'm not and when she said, I'm your I'm mama, yeah. and I'm going to always be your mama, she said, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not my mama. I do feel that way, actually. Like what? Like, not like I, I see her as a person, another yes. person. Yes, because as long as you resent your mother or your father, you're going to feel like a child. You'll be 90 years old, feel like a child with your parents, and they'll make you feel that way to keep control of you. So you're not a child. Yeah, I feel that way. Are you difficult? Is it difficult for your boyfriend to deal with you? I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying yes, too. I recognize. But that's the thing. Why are you difficult now that you it. know not to be difficult? We get in arguments when it's hard. Like, I need to learn how to, like, I've always been very independent because I felt like I've had to take care of myself growing up. You have a degree? Yeah. <laughs> you better run. But you man. know, no. But you know what? I want him to be the alpha. I want to be the, you know, I want to be the, I want to be at home taking care of the kids. I oh, feel like okay. that's the role that I should play with right in our on. relationship. And I want him to be the head of the household. Like well, he should be the head of you, and yeah. you take care of the house. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I want that. You watch over the kids, yeah. cook and clean. I want to stay pregnant and in the kitchen. <laughs> I want to stop working. <laughs> Uh, good. No, I want that. You want that, right? I want that. And yeah. he doesn't know how to make that happen? No, he does. 
He does. I, I he like seek him to guidance. He's the one that he found like, you. I, I didn't know I knew. No, he does. Do you know how to make that happen? What's your first name? Oh, Eris. Eris? Yeah. Welcome, man. Thank you. Do you know how to make that? She want you to be her, the head of her, right? Mm-hmm. She want to stay home. She want to have a truckload of kids. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to bring that order together? Yes. And, and how? Um, well, first, I have to get my life in order. Yeah. Um, because, like, I found you about a year ago. And, um, and then, you know, I went and forgave my parents and all that stuff. How did that go? It was interesting. <laughs> um, like, when I forgave my mother, um, you know, I told her, you know, I forgive you for all the stuff. And um, she, she just, like, looked at me and she was like, well, we'll F you then. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but, Evil. Yeah. But, like, um, it wasn't like, she wasn't, like, really angry about it. My mom just, and that's how... We talk to each other yeah. sometimes. Oh, you got to talk that way. Well, like, I you don't swear at her. You to your mama, too? <laughs> you like, F you back. Yeah. <laughs> We're just very blunt with each other. Right. Yeah. And um, and then, you know, I just went into explaining it, and she she said she kind of understood and everything. So, um, But I was, I was, like, really, like you said, you know, I was, like, really nervous before. Yeah. I, I actually chickened out a couple times I was going to. <laughs> Amazing, huh? Yeah. It's weird to be an adult. Mm-hmm. And afraid of your mother, yeah, to tell her the truth, to forgive her. You were you were not going there to attack. You're going there to forgive, and you're afraid to face your mother. Right. Yeah, and I thought weird? I had a close relationship with yeah. her, but it's like, why am I so scared right now? Yeah. And um, so then, after I forgave her, then I forgave my father, um, which my dad, he, like, he's always been fairly like alpha. So it's like it was kind of weird for me to forgive him. I just felt like I had to. Um, I just had a interesting childhood just because, um, like, me and my brother, I have a brother, um, we grew up a little bit differently, so he was always treated differently. So, like, I yeah. kind of held that resentment. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I forgave him, and, like, after I forgave my father then, like, it, like, kind of completed everything. I, like, I almost had, like, a euphoria. It was, like, yes. It was crazy. That's right. Yeah. And then after that, it's just, like, with them now, like, I can just speak so honestly with them. And, right on, man. Like, everyone, too. Yeah, you know? everyone. Yeah. Because uh, once God, once you forgive, God forgives you, mm-hmm. and he will take away the anger, which is hatred, which is judgment, right? Right. And then he will give you perfect love, and in perfect love, there is no fear. Mm-hmm. No fear, no doubt, no anything. Yeah. So, yeah. right on. Yeah. Because, like, even, like, right now, like, in the past, I'd probably be so nervous talking in front of all these people. But, yeah, you know, like, all that anxiety and right. tension's gone. Amazing. So. That's good. Mm-hmm. And so your girlfriend is difficult to deal with at times? Yeah, she can be. In what way? Um, basically, I mean, I say she's, like, kind of like her mother sometimes. So Yeah. Like she's when, trying uh, to turn you to the boy. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when I... Tell her something. She want a man, right? But she'll take a boy, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so, go ahead. Yeah, so it just, um, you know, like when we're doing something, I'll I'll tell her something like, "Don't worry, I'm going to take care of this." Like, she'll remind me five, six times, and like keep nagging me about stuff. Um, You know, rightfully or wrongfully, it just gets on my nerves. Absolutely. And like the weird thing is. And we talked about this a little bit, too. Um, 
like I don't really get angry anymore. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'll, I'll raise my voice when I need to. That's and, right. You know, sometimes I'll get a little annoyed, but like I don't feel that like tension inside of me. Nice. Um, but like with her, like I sometimes like when we like get into it, I I kind of feel that coming back. So oh, you feel anger coming from her? Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know if it's like coming from her or what, but like I just like it's harder for me to. Um, um, it's like I. And I just start getting angry again. And if that oh, makes you sense. feel you feel that when you deal with like her, sometimes you feel the anger coming back into like you, like almost returning. Yeah. Oh, I see. When that happens, just relax. It's just that you're in a situation mm-hmm. and you believe in the lies of Satan mm-hmm. because he speaks to you in your head. And so, if you're not aware, you'll find yourself believing that he will like look at this girl. She hasn't changed. She's not a Christian. If you believe all that stuff, then you will get angry. But just let that pass. No big deal. Know that every thought is a lie. No such thing as a true thought. God revealed to you and Satan talked to you, right? right. So just relax and you still do what you need to do. Speak up and deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. But don't judge yourself. Have no opinion about it. Okay. You're on your way. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you could see this anger coming, you just don't see the thought that brought on the anger. Right. You think, you feel, and then you act. Yeah. But just relax. Okay. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know that you can no longer be can be doing the right the do thing, right? Yeah. Oh, we've, we've stopped. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't want to say what it is, but everybody knows. <laughs> because every time you do, especially out of wedlock, you give your soul over to her, right? And she will control you. Mm. So it's best to just wait, get to know each other, leave that alone, get to know each other. One day you'll see, wow, this is I want to marry her. She'd be good with my with my kids. Right. So, okay. Jesse. <laughs> yeah, see, she's all happy now. I know. She said, "Marry her." Oh, Jesse's gonna try to break up a couple on Valentine's Day weekend. <laughs> so what now? Oh, I made a joke saying that Jesse would break up a couple on Valentine's Day weekend. Oh, you guys are no. celebrating the Valentine's? No, we're not. I was just making. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say no. No. <laughs> Good man, but just are you doing a silent prayer? Uh, when not not right now, I have suffer, yeah. <laughs> suffer and die. <laughs> because, and the reason I ask because Satan is all, he's never going to give up. Yeah. It's just that after a while he has no power over you, because you know God said my children will recognize my voice. Well, Satan's children recognize Satan's voice. They just think that it's from God, right? right. And and God's children recognize the voiceless voice, the revelation. And so eventually, Satan's voice will be way out here, mm-hmm. and you will not be affected. He can't come upon you and take advantage of you. Yeah, when I first forgave my parents, I was doing like twice a day, you know, like you said, morning, night. And yeah. I just like felt so good all the time. Like everything was good. Because you were aware. Yeah. And then, you know, I, the excuse, you know, work, I get busy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I dropped off. But like now I can see the difference yes. of when I was doing it and when I wasn't. And it's... Yeah. So no big deal. Just come back to it. Okay. Don't judge yourself about that. Just realize I got to go back to prayer. Mm-hmm. All right? right. Seek first the kingdom of God in His right way, and all will be added. Mm-hmm. But go back to the prayer. Okay. All right. Anything? Any questions for me? Anything you disagree with? No. I mean, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you say. Well, I'm glad you yeah. you guys are here. Thank you for coming. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mark, you had your hand, and I forgot to come back to you. Go ahead. 
I was just going to share a quote from Dennis Prager. He says, when people ask about how do you know God is real or God exists, he says that our concept of morality is God. Like, we just use that word today. So if there's no morality, if the difference between good and evil is merely opinions, then they're God. Then there's no God. But if there is a God, you know it's wrong or you know it's a right way to be. That's, that is like what we refer to as God, morality. Okay. Millennials have been so deceived with weak parents and the education system. They don't know that they know something is wrong because they're not happy, but they don't know what it is. They don't know that it's a lack of morality because they have listened to the world and the world have made immorality seem like morality. I interviewed a woman on the Fall Estate this week. It's a new episode coming out. A black woman who is a, uh, uh, I wrote it down so I don't forget here. She's a, uh, a dating coach. You know, she gives advice on dating and stuff. But she also gives advice to the LGBTQ, HYD people. And she admitted on the show that she is living with a woman. She's dating this woman who became a man, six foot two. I'm like, what the? <laughs> but what I know about her, and you're going to see it on the show, she could not handle reality. Every time I tried to make her see the norm versus the abnorm, she became real anxious and nervous about that. I'm like, why don't you look at the norm? You make me feel uncomfortable. She told me I made her feel uncomfortable, right? And so one time she said, at one point she said something really weird. And I said, you made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but she could not handle reality at all. And a lot of millennials been been made to believe a lie. And it's really hard for a lot of them to accept reality. Unless they're seeking to understand what's right. But they don't know the right from wrong. They think it's right to live together before marriage. They think that it's right to have sex before marriage. They think it's right to take your parent, your girlfriend or your boyfriend to your parents' house and sleep in a room and have sex. I couldn't even compute that. Had I done that when I was a teenager, even thought of taking my girlfriend to my parents' house, having sex in the same room, I mean, in the, sa- in the same house while they're there, they would have put me in slave. Really, they would have put me back a hundred years. <laughs> but nowadays, the parents invite, oh, bring your girlfriend, bring your boyfriend. Y'all lay up here and screw. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be married. I'm like, what the? And so a lot of millennials think that is fair now because the parents are doing it too. They don't care. And when your parents fail you, that's why we have to have perfect parents. Because when the parents fail you, then Satan is your daddy. Because... You're supposed to look at the parents and see the right way to go. And if the parents are doing it wrong, you don't have a chance. So they don't know what morality is. But when they start to hear the real truth, it start to make sense and they really want it. A lot of them, but it's hard for people to be honest. Yeah, I find it pretty interesting to use that word with millennials because if you say it's not right, a lot of the times I hear them say, no, it is right because that's what I want. Right. No, it is right because I want that. And then uh, if you introduce the word morality, and you say, okay, fine, you want that, and to you that's right, is it moral? Right. And they'll say whether it's moral or whether it's not. They'll admit it's immoral. You know what I'm saying? I so, have never seen a generation of parents who let their children down. 
It's not the millennials' fault. It's the parents' fault. Oh, of course. Fault. Because any parent that will let you bring your girlfriend or your uh, boyfriend home and have sex in the home or in a hotel room, y'all all together, that's evil. They'll let you down, so you're going to suffer. You're going to pay a price for that. And that's why I'm glad that a lot of guys and ladies are getting themselves together before they get married, before they make babies, so that they can get example for their children, and we can start a new generation. Because the kids are not going to respect the parents, and they are not going to respect themselves. But, but you're right. Yes, sir. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago I had called your show, and I told you about my parents getting married, and they were never married? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah. So right now you talked about, um, like, clearly my parents failed me, right? I can't understand. I, I'm thinking back a little bit when I was yeah. dating, right? I remember one time I was dating. I was about 17, 18, maybe 16, somewhere in there. And I went to see my girlfriend on the horse. You ever rode a horse to see your girlfriend? <laughs> you have not dated unless, until you ride your horse over there. Right, and so I, I, uh, I got there, and nobody was there but her. I'm like, ooh, this is nice. <laughs> and so I'm like, where are your parents? Oh, they went to church or somewhere, right? And we got together, but believe me, I looked through that house up and down four or five times before I was able to get comfortable to take it further. It just was not allowed. Kids respected the adults in that way. But that's gone out the window. So the kids, they have no chance because the parents are weak. They don't love their children. Any parent that will allow something like that to happen, you don't love your kids. You fake it. You don't love them. It's not real love. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, so um, my parents were never married. My, just to kind of, I don't mind brushing everybody up. My dad was married, cheated on his wife with my mom, and that's where I came out. And then your father cheated on his wife with your mother. Yep. Exactly. And you came about. Yep. Okay. And so then his, him and his wife divorced and my, my dad and my mom, you know, it was, they never really had a relationship. It was a, th a thing that they had. And then, uh, they actually kind of didn't like each other <laughs> up until all of a sudden during Christmas break. Now they're planning to get married. Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. And so, um, and oh, my dad was trying to seek approval from me, and I, and I just told him the truth. I'm like, you know, you, you're, you're not thinking with the right head. You know, you're basically I told him he's a beta. And he got mad at me because I wasn't clapping for him that he, like, right. fell in love or whatever. Yeah. So then my question is now, like, what's resulted is that we haven't, like, I haven't gone over to my mom's house in quite some time. I, every other Sunday I would show up at my mom's house. We haven't really spent time with them. And so I just want to make sure that I'm not, like, being spiteful. Because I know they want to, like, you know, at least on the surface, they want to see the, the baby. Um, like, my dad had called me, but I, I, I saw that he called me, and I just ignored the call. And I wasn't angry about it, but I was just like, I don't want to waste my time yapping with you about BS. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I realize I don't have respect for my dad. And that, yeah, I'm not sure trying to judge him about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah. I, and I understand. Because like He can't help it. Right, exactly. So I'm just trying to figure out where that fine line is to make sure that me saying, like, you know, I really would prefer to keep them away from, because I feel like as an example, as a grandfather, like, that's a terrible example for my son. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially if I'm trying so hard to go the other way. Yeah. Um, so 
Am I, you know, is that being spiteful? Should I get, allow them access or like, you know, how do I balance Do that? what you want, but I wouldn't. If he's living wrong and not doing it right, those are the same people that raised you, right? And yeah, so exactly. they don't screw up your kids. Right. That's why God said when you get married, go way away from your faults <laughs> and start a new generation. Because what God is trying to do is create love. And if you allow your kids to be around people who don't have love, then they're just going to screw up your kids. But if you take them far away and you and your wife being a perfect example for them, then a new generation will start where it won't be of hate. It will be of love because all that emotional stuff that they're feeling and going thinking they love one another is all hate. Right. It's not love at all. Unless he call you up and say, you know what, son, you're right. I'm wrong. And I'm sorry for that. And he changes. Then you have a chance. But other than that, I wouldn't do it. But it's up to you. No, no. I mean, that's what feels right again. But it's oh, yeah. just, I guess, Satan in the back of your head being like, oh, you're being spiked. Don't listen to yeah. anything yeah. Satan has. Exactly. Because Satan wants you to turn your kids over to the grandparents. Right. So that they can destroy them as well. Just as they try to do with you. Right. So I wouldn't listen to Satan. They have, um, someone was telling me yesterday that in California, they are voting on a bill that says that homosexuals can have sex with children and then it's not against the law. But if a heterosexual has sex with children, it's against the law. They go to jail. So Satan is busy right now, so you should protect your kids. But it's up to you. All right? Okay. I wouldn't do it. So let me just ask, Victoria, are you the sum of all your highs and all your lows? Because I got to move on. I'm looking at the clock here. To hurry, you picked the wrong one. Oh no, you can talk fast. You can um, look how Joel laughed when I said it. <laughs> Are you the sum of all your highs and all your lows? I will say at this moment, yes. And what does that mean? Yes, what does that mean to be the sum of all your highs and all your lows? What it means is letting worldly things dictate who I am and shape my image that I have of myself, which I understand that's an illusion. Um, you understand what? That being the sum of all your highs and all your lows, it is an illusion because they're just things that happen around you. And why are you giving into it if you think that you should not be doing it? The only reason I know that right now is because I'm still working up to this forgiving my father thing. Oh, so why are you waiting to do that? I keep waiting for a sign that it's the right time. A sign? Mm -hmm. You already know you're resented, right? Yes, I didn't understand it as resentment, but yeah. And you is. know you need to forgive him so God can forgive you. Mm -hmm. That's a sign. I know, but because I know... Well, okay. <laughs> you got, uh, what I'm doing right now... No, I, and the thing is I catch myself quicker now. I understand I'm making an excuse. I understand yeah. that. All um, people with fear make excuses. Yeah. All, all of Satan's children make excuses. You can tell when somebody belongs to Satan. They got a truckload of excuses. I just have one. Just one. Well, it's going to end up in a truckload if you wait. No, it is. But um, I know that the real answer of it is no, I am not. It's just for me, I have to do this last thing. Because oh, Why don't I, you go do it? Take Joel with you. He'd be like... <laughs> no, okay. But forgive so, your father so God can forgive you and draw you into the kingdom. 
No, I, I will because um, just to add, and I'll be very quick about it, the sign that I was saying, oh, once this happens, I'll be okay to do it, I already got it yesterday, and I'm still hesitating. So that's how I You're know. You're to the devil. That's what I'm saying. That's how I know it's an excuse because yeah. every time I say, okay, well, if that happens, then yeah. and then it happens, and I'm like, well, what about this? And I try to make something new up. We just suffer. And that's the thing. I don't want to suffer anymore. So at the end of the day, you know, it is something that I have to do. So, like, again, just to close this out, I am absolutely the sum of all my highs and all my lows. At oh, this amazing. Moment. I think we have a women's forum this Thursday, right? Is that right? Is this third Thursday coming up? No? I want to make. It is third Thursday. This coming Thursday? Make sure you come to the women's forum. We're going to wear you down. <laughs> I would advise you go and do that before Thursday. <laughs> so come ready, ladies. Pray up. <laughs> uh, pray up. Uh, is this your first time? Oh, second time. Are you the sum of all your highs and all your lows? Uh, if, uh, about six months ago, I probably would have said yeah. Uh, right now, uh, I would say no. Uh, God has a plan for me, a plan for everybody. So I would say just let it ride. And then. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah, I do it every day. Oh, good. Any questions about anything? Um, Well, I was wondering if someone, uh, one of your guys, will help me uh, make a video or uh, a voice narrative of something uh, for. You said that racism doesn't exist. And I truly believe that 100%. And I'm trying to get people to see that more uh, prevalent, try to see that more uh, around them. Because uh, every time I bring it up, people get very emotional. Yeah. And I don't know how to uh, explain it to them that it doesn't exist. Just tell them the truth about it. And if they get emotional, just watch them like you're watching a movie. Yeah. And it's not personal. They can't help it. Yeah. I, I because they want to believe that. They believed into that lie for so long. It's hard not to believe it. They want to believe it. Yeah. Don't try to convince them. You can't make them I, yeah, believe I, I it. Yeah, I don't do that. Uh, yeah. Sometimes they bring it up. I'll say it. Like, yeah. Uh, whenever news is on TV, uh, my work, and they have the news playing. Yeah. They're like, oh, I can't believe they did this. So racist. And I go, eh, it doesn't exist. It's and either right or wrong, good or evil. Yeah, and it really, it really like, stunts them. They don't know what to, right. to hear that. Yeah. So <laughs> don't try to make them believe it, though. You're doing fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just want to know if uh, you, one of the guys would... Point me in the right direction on how to do that. If how like, to make a video to do that? Yeah, like. Uh, oh, we well, talk to us afterward after okay. the meeting. All right, thank you. All right, we'll see what we can do to help you. Okay. Um, so let me just say real fast because of time. Anyone that is the sum of all the highs and all the lows does not know God. You may know about Him, but you're not. You don't have. You have not entered into the kingdom because in Him is perfect peace. There are no highs and there are no lows. It just is. And because of the light that shines through you, he loved his children. He loved the sons and daughters, his sons and daughters, right? Highs and lows is suffering because you're doing or believing the wrong thing. But when you truly are born again of God, of the spirit, because we are born of the flesh, which is of the mother, you're dying, right? But then you're born of the spirit. You have once to die and once to live. And when you are born of the spirit, in the spirit, there is no fear. There is no doubt. There is no worries. There is no anything. It's just peace. 
and things in life just happen. You see how to deal with life. And it's not you. It's happening outside of you and things are happening. And there are no highs and lows. The highs and lows come from the deceiver. Anyone who believes their thoughts is believing Satan. And that's why he, he tells you good things to build you up, what seem to be good, but they're all lies. And then once you're all high and feeling good, he'll tell you something that's another lie to bring you down. Now you're going up and down. There's no peace in that. All right? But when you're truly born again, it's even key. It doesn't mean you're not going to have issues to deal with and all that. But the light that's shining through you will show you how to deal with those issues. You have no fear. You have no doubt. And you will have perfect faith that all is well. It's so weird how that is. Weird in a good way. But if you listen to the thoughts, Satan is your daddy. He's lying to you. God is not like that. That's not love. He's not going to build you up one day just to bring you down or bring you up or bring you down. He's he's perfect love and perfect love doesn't operate that way. You got to start doubting every thought. That's why he said bring every thought into captivity. We've been around, as I said uh, last week, last Sunday was our 30th year for this nonprofit. We're 30 years old now. And uh, I can't believe it. I don't know. It just came out of nowhere into existence. I don't feel like I put any effort into it at all. It's just that I just been I've been an instrument for like a better word. And every day I just gotten up and I've done what's in front of me to do. And it just unfold by itself. Because when you're seeking first the kingdom of God in his right way, nothing else is more important to you than that. And he loves you, and he's taking care of you. That's why he said, take no thought about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to go, who your friends are. Take no thought about tomorrow or yesterday. It doesn't exist. And he'll take care of you. Just seek him. Because he really wants to just create love through us. And while he's created that love, he's taking care of us. You'll see how to go to work, how to see things, get things done. But you're untouched by it. All right, so... If you're the sum of all your highs and lows, you're in trouble. There's no peace in that. And the next thing to come is diseases and worry and cancer and all kind of mess. But God is perfect peace. And that's why he sent Christ, so that we should not live that way as children of God. All right? So just learn to doubt every thought. His voice is a voiceless voice. It's a revelation. That's why you should do the silent prayer so you can see that the real you can see the not you. You are not your thoughts. You don't create them. Uh, God, they're not from God. And they're not from you. And when you doubt everyone, no matter what it's about, just doubt it, life is unfolded. It really is happening for you. All right? Just smoke on it, uh, you potheads. <laughs> smoke on that. But in him, there, there are no highs and lows. Only when you believe lies. And Satan present himself as God. Because he made a promise that he's going to rob, steal, and kill every human being. He doesn't want you to return to the Father. So everything the Father does, he imitates it. The way the world is doing out there now. If you look at the world, it's the Old Testament. It's imitating what's right, but it's not the real deal. The real world, the new reality, the kingdom of heaven is inside. And that's why you must be born of the Spirit so you can live by the Spirit.
And until you're born of the Spirit, you're not going to understand what it means. So don't try to figure it out. Just seek the kingdom, and he will draw you in. But you must forgive. Anyone who has one little iota of anger in their heart, and you're unwilling to forgive, you're not going to enter into the kingdom because that's the nature of Satan. All right? So there are no highs and lows for the children of God, only for the children of Satan. Just FYI. Anybody disagree with that? We're fellowshipping, so you have a right to disagree if you want. All right. The young man in the hat. Is this your first time here? Yeah. Oh, welcome, man. What's your name? My name is Ty. Ty, I'm glad you're here. Any questions or anything before we end this? Uh, not at the moment. How did you find us? Off YouTube. Oh, yeah? Have you gone and forgiven? Uh, forgave my father, but my mother, I'm still in the process of doing that. What kind of process? Uh, just making time. So I've been, like, procrastinating, but it's something I for sure do. Yeah. And um, how did it go with your father when you dealt with him? I don't think he pretty much, like, understood what I was doing, but I made it as long as I did it. So That's I felt right. complete. It's not necessary that he understand. It's necessary for us, this individual, to understand it's wrong to hate. It's wrong what happened to you, but it's wrong to hate them because they couldn't help it. So he doesn't need to understand it. So what would you say that once I forgave my mother, what do you or what should I expect with that? From her or from God? In total, all around. Is your mama black? Yeah. Expect hell. (laughs) No, No. Uh, have no expectation. That's another thing we talked about yesterday at the gym, too. Have no expectation. Have the attitude of wait and see. Okay. And so when you forgive her because you realize it's wrong for you to resent her, she can help herself. God will forgive you and he will start to renew your mind. You will overcome your mother's mindset. So all that emotions and hatred and all that crap, it would disappear and he would give you his mindset. Right. So I have to is it more of like I have to forgive both of them in order to like complete the process or I just yes. forgive my dad but I haven't really seen anything from it, but is it like I have to figure because out? Because most of the time, 99.999, uh, adult kids and young kids don't hate their father. They really hate the mother, but the mother convinced them that they hate the father. And so they hate the father with the mother's hate. So when you forgive your mother, that's changing. That starts to disappear. Okay. Yeah. So that's why you need to forgive her. So, you, you know, God said we must be born again. So... Born again meaning overcoming the mother and return to the father. There will come a day when I return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. So now you, once you go and forgive her, you will overcome her and return to the father. Okay. And then life will begin. Okay. All right? All right. I'm glad you're here, man. Uh, thank you. Any disagreement about anything? Uh, not at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Yes, Jay, real fast. Well, I have a bunch of super chats, and I can read them later. Yeah, can we read them later? Cause of time. Okay. Okay. On the stream, though. What? During the stream, though. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll read. Thank you for that, folks. I really do appreciate it. I have a breath. So, Derek, any disagreement with that about the highs and the lows? No, it makes a lot of sense. It makes sense. Oh, good, man. Right on. Um, I have a brand new biblical question. And it just occurred to me today. Oh, I got to tell you, 
this the highs and low question that I asked? You know where I got it from? Sound prayer. Huh? Sound prayer. No. A song. Am I just a sum of all my highs and all my lows? Tell me, remind me now, because I really want to know. Remember that lady? Oh, oh, you say I am the, what's her name? Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle. You ever heard that song? And so in that song, she opens up by saying that my mind keeps telling me that I'm not good enough and that I would never measure up. And so she needed God to tell her one more time if she's the sum of all her highs and lows because her mind keeps telling her that she is. So that I was like, wow, that's a good question. And that's how I came up with that question. Isn't that amazing? You're not supposed to be, God is not high and low. He just is. And, and when you're born again, you're going to live from his nature and you will just be. All right? But as long as you listen to this crap in your head and quote the Bible and all that, that ain't going to do it. You must be born again. And you're never going to enter into the kingdom as long as you have anger in your heart. You must have love. All right? So my brand new biblical question. Oh, did I tell you that the women in Alabama want to sterilize all men? <laughs> you hear about that? So this is a, a state representative out of Alabama. She black, and she look a mess. <laughs> she had on this big old white wig. And I was like, how would anybody even listen to her? Why did they vote her in, right? She wanted to sterilize men after the age of 50. After 50 or the third kid. Or oh, the third kid. Isn't that evil? That's Satan. Haven't they already done that? In a way, they have. But that's another... So you you uh, guys and ladies, y'all need to think about running for office. Really. We need some common sense people in government. And Christians should be involved in government. Because if you don't, look what we're getting. And what they're doing is putting you in prison and bringing out all Satan children to the forefront. So I hope you consider running. School board. Start out small and grow into it. Yes, Alan. Oh, hold on a minute. It's interesting you say that because I wish I had my other sister here because we had an argument where I was saying Christians should be more involved in activism and take a stand for what yeah. they believe in. And she was saying that that's not Christian's role and that Christians should not be pushing their politics on other people. And I strongly disagreed. Tell her the senior's her daddy. <laughs> and he's deceiving her. Because look what they're doing. They're taking away the Christian guns. They are taking away your right to speak up. They are, they are destroying, they're trying to destroy the Christians. And just imagine if we were in charge of government the way it used to be, they couldn't do that. That's crazy not to think that you should be involved in government. That's lunatic. Where is she? She's not here. She's on the East Coast. Go home and lay hands on her. <laughs> lay hands on her, Amy. You're in, you're in, and your husband, Derek. That's crazy. Did she tell, did she tell you that, Derek? Yeah. Rebuke her when you get home. That's a daddy's job. I'll show her this. Yeah. So let me tell you this real fast. Um, 
My brand new biblical question. I can't read my own writing. Oh, is it right? Is it right to make it in life or to be? Is it right to make it in life or to be? What do you say? Rather than make it? Yeah, you can't make it. You can't make nothing. Oh, amazing. Joe, what did you tell me when I asked you that this morning? I think the right answer would be to be, but I would hope both. What did you say when I asked you this morning? Be. Both. I would hope both. But that's not what you said. You said I mean, the right is to make it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I said I would hope both. That's what I said. You will hope both? I would hope both. That you can make it? And be. You want to make it and be? Right. They can't hear you bow your head. I right? want you on record. Yes. You, it's the right to make it and be. Are you saying yes, it's right to make it? They can't hear you. What the? <laughs> he's doing this, right? But he's, I say and, yes. and on camera, they can't see him. You're saying that it's right to make it? And be. It's no, right to make it no. and be, yes. See how you want to answer the question? I Are you say saying yes. it's right to make it? And be. No. <laughs> you black. No, but that's not the Victoria, question. Victoria about to slap you. <laughs> yeah. It's tricky. Are you saying it's right to make it? Yes. Yes. Are you saying it's right to make it? Yes, but I'm saying both. No, I didn't ask you about both yet. Yes. This one. Yes, it's right. So you're making me narrow this down, right? Well, when you, when you narrow it down, it's not right to make it. But I'm but, saying I would hope for both. So you don't right. think it's right to make it, Abby? Not only make it, no. Are you saying it's right to make it, Abby? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> e black. Yes, Amy. Amy had her hand there. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> Yes. No, you didn't. He was like doing this, so y'all didn't know. If you were not looking at him, is it right to make it and be, or be? Well, I kind of agree with Joel, but I. What about? I mean, Jesus is pretty clear when he tells the parable about the talents and the man who gave the servant. Um, I think it was the seeds, and then he came back. And I think this happened in two different stories. And another time it was with money. Yeah. And the servants that did nothing with the gifts that they were given while the master was away were rebuked right. by the master. And I believe that typically we're, we interpret that as saying that when God gives you a gift, you are supposed to do your best with that gift, to right. grow that gift and fulfill whatever that vision is that God has in your life. And if you don't do that, God's going to rebuke you for it. So is it right to make it in life or be? You should be making it with the gifts that God's given you. God wants you to use the gifts that he created you with So to glorify him. So you're saying that, yes, it's right to make it in yeah. life. Yeah. But, okay. And what is making it? How do you know when you made it? Well, when you are um, taking the talents that God has given you or the gifts that he's blessed you with and you're using those 
to glorify him. So, I mean, if you, even if you have a head for business that you grow, you grow that business, you, you use that, the profits from that business for good, you treat people well that you employ, you know, you pay them well, you treat them decently, um, and that you, you know, take profits and you give a portion of those to, um, to others and to um, improve the world. I mean, if the world were filled with people that never tried to, you know, make it, then where would we be? We wouldn't have all of the, um, you know, incredible um, technology. technology or, or I mean, electricity. That? We wouldn't Tell have anything. <laughs> she could speak for herself. Yeah, he's just <laughs> I'm getting old. I can't always remember the right words for things, but that's okay. my that's so my that's take what on it. it. That's an example of making it. Yeah, I would just okay. say that's an example of making it. You, well, I that's mean, my biblical question for yeah. this week. Well, like, Luke twelve forty eight. Luke twelve forty eight says, "He who is given much, much is expected." So, and that's somebody's got to be given much, and then you got to do more with it. And so. Is it right to make it in life or be? Make it be. <laughs> no. So, not yet. <laughs> so, is it right to make it in life or be? Yes. Yes, what? Yes, what? Yes, make it be. <laughs> No lunch for you, Derek. I've seen the fallen state too many times. If you just repeat yourself, eventually you'll... you'll so is on. it right to make it in life or be? Yes. Yes. Are you related to Joel? <laughs> I think you can... I think it's, it's a... I think it's important. You know, I, I run into millennials a lot who say that, uh, you know, they want to get a job that makes a difference, that, you know, changes the world, that right. makes an impact, which is wonderful, except somebody's got to make a living. So I try to explain to them that if you do well at what you do, you can make an impact. Yeah. So is it right to make it in life or be? I think it's I think it's Joel and I are on the same page. I think it's right. I think it's important to make it so that you can be as whatever God wants you to be. And if God happens to want you to be successful, well, so be it. But you, you have to be to understand what to do with it when you get there. So is it right you have to, to have make the inner it? joy? You have to have inner joy, as you Does discussed in your like last a question. Multiple choice question. <laughs> So like it says, is it right to make it in life or be? Well, your so two things like can be one or the other, right? Two things can be uh, right. Two things can like happen at the same time. Go ahead, there. Two things can happen to be right at the same time. So, is it right to make it in life or be? Well, is it right to be black or slow? Because you said you're both. I'm you can be two things. It. You can be two things at once. You can make it and be. Yeah, this, help me out, bud. Uh-uh. Take the mic back. Uh-uh. Hold on, man. I just need one final answer. Then I got to end because it's over. Is it right to make it in life or be? 
I would say B comes first. How about that? You're saying that it's right to be. Yes. Okay. Because if you make it before you be, then when you make it, we were just talking about this on the way over. Serena was saying about how these people have these big homes, and she said she would feel guilty living in one of those giant homes when she could be giving back and being more of what the world What does it mean to be? I think it means to have inner joy. It goes back to your last question about have the joy of the Lord, like, like Paul when he was in prison, and he said, I'm satisfied in all things. Yeah. Where's Paul now? <laughs> He's sitting next to Jesus, I chatting so. it up. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, I know all you, so many other people want to get involved with this, but time is over. I got to end it, and but smoke on it. And uh, we're talking about it on, during the week. You can call into the show, if you like, and have some input about it. It's a good question. I didn't know it was going to be so good. Joel, he like, he's like, I'm like, is it right to make it in life or be? He do it like that. I said yes. <laughs> yes. Like he doesn't want to be on. He doesn't want you to hear that part on camera. But thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate. Yes, James? Do the Super Chats. Oh, real fast. I forgot okay. about that. Yeah. Um, super Chat. Sylvia Jigger said, Bear says, um, can God turn his back on you to never look back? Good Super Chat. Thank you. Uh, reprobate. Can, can God turn his back on you? Yeah, to never look back. I don't understand that question. Like, can he turn his back on you and never turn back towards you? I don't know. Give I've never heard that before. Does God give up on you? Yeah. It sounds like he's asking if God gives up. He doesn't give up on you, but he will let you suffer until you cry out to him. Nice. But he doesn't give up on you. Rep- but he's not going to lose in his sleep if you decide you don't want to become a son or daughter of God. He'll let you suffer. He'll let you become homeless. He'll let you become a drug addict. He'll let your parents beat up on you. He'll let the grandparents come over and destroy your kids because he's giving you the insight to do the right thing. Go ahead, real fast. Reprobate a mindset. Jesse, how are a few ways you can respond when a random Christian people claim, you're not, claim that you're wrong for not being a Bible thumper? Forgive them. They know not what they do. <laughs> Serlo Media says, someone on Facebook said, real men don't expect their wives to cook when they get home. I was like, what the? Real... <laughs> I wouldn't marry a woman if she's not going to cook. Part of the dating thing is to find out, are you going to cook? Are you going to stay home because I'll provide? Are you going to have a truckload of babies? And if she doesn't pass that test during courtship, hit the road, Jack. <laughs> really. What's the purpose of getting married? If, that, if you're not going to have that order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman, you can just get a roommate and order food by Uber. If that's the case, I wouldn't marry a woman that don't want to cook. That doesn't even make sense. And have a truckload of babies. It doesn't even, you might want to move me with your dog. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't even make sense. It's not even logical. Because men don't cook. Well, beta men do. Go ahead. Todd Schultes, how does Jesus' resurrection affect our faith and relationship with God? What? How does Jesus's? Where's she going? How, she didn't like that. I don't know 
uh, how does Jesus' resurrection... Yeah. Go search your wallet. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. How does Jesus' resurrection Ooh. affect our faith and relationship with God? What? Jesus' resurrection? How you what? know that one? Jesus' resurrection. Repeat the question real fast. How does Jesus' how much does Jesus' resurrection affect our faith and relationship with God? If he had not done that, we wouldn't have a way to overcome. That's for sure. Right. That's when he made the sacrifice. He restored things. He he created a new world. And put it inside. He hid it from the children of Satan. That's why he went through all that. So that we can have a way back to the Father. That's why when you believe in the Son, you believe the Father. That's why when you love your earthly fathers, you can love God. But if you hate your earthly father, you're never going to love God. How can you say you love me, who you never seen, and hate your father, who you see? Yeah. Susan Stephens says, I love you, Jesse. Thank you. Uh, Michael P., any man who proposes on his knees is a beta male. <laughs> beta! Mark, did you get on your knees when you proposed? Both knees. He said, Psh. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get on his knees? He did not? Oh. I haven't told her I wasn't going to do that. Oh, you did? Okay. Get above your knees, boy! <laughs> okay. Kujam Russell Gethy says, You are amazing. Amazing. Douglas A., thanks for everything you do, Jesse. I just turned 20 and forgave my parents. I had really bad anger, but after I forgave, it really did fall away. No college and running my own business. Thank right you. Right on. Yeah. J. Rock, thank you. Um, Gail Manchester, thanks for being you. Nice. Right Jimmy on. Morgan says, this world today is like the Old Testament. He's quoting you. The Old Testament was showing us how not to do things, how God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. And he turned it into hundreds of undoable laws. And God sent Jesus to tell us to stop with all the study and laws. Right on. And that's it. Thank you. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Mar, does your wife cook? Yeah, she cooks really well. Does she have babies? No, we're trying. We're, she's pregnant right now. Right on. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And she is a millennial. And you found out, you found this information out why I dated, right? Yeah. Do you stay home? Do you cook? Do you clean? I, I seriously think that babies? was one of like the third question I asked her was yeah, like, "Do right. you want to have ten kids and be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, <laughs> or does that sound good to you, or is that like something you need to be convinced into because that won't work?" Right on. We need to have a forum for millennial women. We need to have a big conference light, and so you can talk to them. <laughs> they need help. All right. Anyway, we're so out of time. Thank you all. Don't forget to uh, support us. We have all the T-shirts and everything there. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share. Ring the bell so you'll be notified when we put up new videos. Isn't that right, Dalai? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, One last one from Reed Johnson on DLive. Small acts of kindness can make a person's day. Thank you, Reed Johnson. All right, thank you. We're going to be having a major event for our 30-year celebration sometime this fall, and so save up your dime for that. It's going to be beat time, right, to show our appreciation for everything. And uh, so get ready for that. Any other thing, Hermes? Women's Forum this Thursday. Women's Forum. Do you guys want to have a meeting this Thursday? Okay, Women's Forum this Thursday, 7 p.m., and the first Thursday for the men, Sunday morning, everybody. Tune into the radio show, and thank you all so much for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it.
All right, thank you. So what we're going to do real fast is do the offering, and we're out of here, and I want to welcome the first-time visitors. Joel is coming around.